Welcome to a Wisdom Wednesday. It feels like a long time since we've done one. Yeah, it's been a month. Well, I, I think it might have even been a little longer because... Oh, like five weeks, actually. Yeah, we did the other one early because of the holidays. Yeah, that's true. So it's great to virtually see all of you again who are tuning in this week as we answer some of your questions about music marketing and marketing in general. Um, if you're here watching, we'd love for you to tell us where you're watching from. And also at any point, feel free to leave a comment asking your own question or contributing to what we're saying, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Cool. And also, I think we talked about maybe doing this on Instagram, uh, yeah. maybe next time, because we do have probably more engagement and following um, on Instagram yeah. versus any other platform. So. Yeah, next time we may be doing it on Instagram, so uh, we'll make sure you guys know about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd love to have you um, join us for one of these or make sure that we get a chance to really answer what it is that you want to actually know because I feel like that's the whole purpose of us doing these is to answer real people's questions um, about music marketing and try to help as much as we can. Yeah. So our first question today is a good one. Also, I'm gonna, you like the <laughs> nature? Um, okay, this is a good question because I feel like a lot of people wonder this kind of same thing. Um, and it's how to keep hold of my new followers on Spotify and encourage them to support my crowdfunding. And this is from Martin's Bailey Music. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks for the question. Uh, so yeah, Spotify followers, it's something that, you know, I think maybe artists, a lot of artists don't really know what to make of it. You know, like how important is it? And what do you do with that? You know, versus like the monthly listeners uh, or even the number of streams on a song. So really in a lot of ways, your number of followers on Spotify could be your most important number because mm -hmm. uh, especially to the Spotify editorial team, it tells them like what your true, you know, fan base is versus monthly listeners. Because I mean, we see songs or artists get, you know, huge spikes in monthly listeners all the time because they get on big playlists or they do a big push with different playlists. So uh, the, you know, that extra step of somebody following you um, as an artist, you know, your, your artist profile, it says to Spotify that they're a fan. So uh, that, that does, you know, um, play into like their likelihood of uh, adding your song to editorial and things like that. But yeah, that's one of those things where like, okay, I, I can't really see who are actual followers like you can on Instagram. And you can't really, you know, communicate directly to them. So it seems, right? So we're gonna share some ideas maybe to work around that. So Kat, do you wanna share um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. I guess my initial, initial response is one way to really try and nail down some more information about who your followers are, because that's the meat of understanding how to talk to them, what it is that they're engaging with, you know, that kind of thing is to make sure that you're utilizing 
um, some type of pre-save option. So obviously on DistroKid, this is their hyperfollow. And this is amazing. If you are not using DistroKid, we would almost recommend it just because of how powerful this one tool is. Um, it, it is free. It's a part of your partnership with DistroKid, basically. And not only will it enable you to run a pre-save campaign on Spotify, which is also important, but anyone who clicks on your pre-save link automatically becomes a follower of yours on Spotify and it can help you collect their email address. And so the reason this is important is because email, email marketing is one of the only ways that you can communicate directly to your fans. And so the more that you build up that list, the more you'll start to understand who your followers on Spotify are and the more you can engage with them, try to encourage them to follow you on other platforms and really start focusing on delivering the type of content to them that they are actually looking for from you. So I guess yeah. initial response. Yeah. So, I mean, using, you know, there's different tools out there where you can do that. Like DistroKid has, you know, a built-in tool that you get automatically with each release. They create the hyperfollow link. Yeah. And then there's, you know, other uh, sites that you yeah, have to pay to get that kind of a feature, like a pre-safe feature. But yeah, we really encourage artists to build their email list. Uh, email marketing is probably like one of the oldest forms of digital marketing, but it still works. <laughs> and it's still better than, you know, trying to use borrowed real estate to promote your music. Because let's say Instagram, you could promote whatever you want on your own feed, but Instagram controls the algorithm and how they're going to show your content to people. So you don't have control over that. And Instagram could overnight say, okay, you're banned from Instagram for whatever reason. And you can't control that. Whereas an email list, once you collect it, that's your data, you know, that you collected. Um, so that's super important. Um, and I think there's other creative ways to, also speak to your fans. Obviously, if you have their email list, you can email them and ask them to support your crowdfunding campaign. Um, one thing that I think maybe artists aren't thinking outside the box as much with that I'm seeing is the fact that you could release anything you want on Spotify you know, as a release. So, you know, most artists, you know, just think, okay, I, I, should release music right mm -hmm. and actually pandora does a really good job with this they give you some cool tools where you can like speak directly like record you talking to your fans and release that as like a recorded track versus a normal release um i think what could be a real game changer for spotify is if they incorporate a some way for artists to you know speak directly to their fan base even if it's not an email that the fan gets maybe it's a message in their spotify like maybe spotify creates an inbox and then that's where you can get receive messages from fans i don't know why they haven't done that yet but i feel like that could be a huge like game changer for spotify and you know for artists to like really push spotify as like their main platform and stuff mm -hmm. So I think there's a huge opportunity there for Spotify and for artists uh, to be able to communicate with their fans. But the other thing is, you know, if you are open to uh, like maybe thinking outside the box and not just think, 
music releases Mm-hmm. But also think about what other types of content you can release on Spotify or even other DSPs. But, you know, most distributors will let you select which, you know, channels you, that you want to release something. Um, or most yeah distributors will allow you to, like, pick the DSPs. So you could just, you know, pick Spotify, for example, and release something as a track. But what if you record a special message? to your fans to your listeners and release that whether it's like sharing about an upcoming crowdfunding campaign or whatever it might be i think spoken word is one of the most underutilized um genres in you know in the digital like streaming world uh i think more and more artists should be thinking that way of like how how can you use this tool to be able to release whatever you want whether it's spoken word or instrumental track, or, I mean, you could release literally any, like you could release really a, even a silent track, you know, if you yeah. wanted to. So there's a lot you could do. I think with music artists, um, it's easy to just think, okay, I got to release music. But what other things can you release to even generate revenue? You know, like uh, there's some, you know, people doing like creative things out there, like even like sound effects, you know, <laughs> like there's a lot, a lot of stuff you can explore that could still align with your brand. So mm-hmm. as a, maybe as a track, you could release something on Spotify that may uh, more shares your heart and your vision for your music and it speaks to your fans. Um, if you're a Christian artist and especially if it aligns with your brand, maybe you release a devotional track to go along with the song. So I really try to encourage artists when I talk to them, uh, especially like on private consulting calls to really think outside the box of the traditional music releases. Because when you release something, your followers get notified of that. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to communicate directly with them. Yeah, I love all of that. I think I think you're totally right, especially right now, because there's no live music. Why wouldn't we be super creative and thinking about how you can communicate with fans? And especially now that Spotify and Anchor are officially integrated in some way, it would be super easy for you as an artist to go over there to Anchor. I think the handle or I guess URL is anchorfm.com. Does that sound right? Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. Um, you can go over to anchor.fm and you can record or upload audio and splice things together really easily where you could be talking directly to your fans and sharing anything that you want to with them. Um, and I wonder if that if we'll start to see a trend too of artists continuing to talk to people like that. I think every artist listening right now should go start their own podcast on Anchor. There's a yeah. mobile app. Like it's so easy. I don't know yeah. why anybody wouldn't do it because like you can open the app, literally record it on your phone and add music to it and everything. And there's no reason not to do it. It's free. All it takes is your time and your willingness willingness to speak to your fans. But I think there's a huge opportunity there that 99% of artists are missing out on right now. And it doesn't cost any, like you don't have to pay a producer to do this. <laughs> like you can yeah. literally do it on your phone or on a web browser. So 
Well, and especially in, in light of this exact question, this would be the perfect platform for you to actually share the heart mm -hmm. behind your crowdfunding campaign, right? Because that's at the, you know, at the heart of who every artist is. There's a belief that what you're doing matters or there should be. And you should be able to articulate that as an artist to your fans if you're asking them to support something financially. And this is a great way for them to hear your voice as you explain, you know, like what God has put on your heart or what it is that he's doing in your community and why, why you feel so passionate about this right now. And, you know, there is something more that can be more moving about hearing someone explain that vocally like as if you were face to face or having a phone call versus writing them an email. Yeah. I started podcasting 17 years ago. You know how hard it was to do a podcast back then? Like I had to buy an interface. I have to have software, like all this stuff and pay posting my podcast. I think mm -hmm. I had to pay like 15 bucks a month, have all this gear. Um, it gave me some analytics and stuff, but it was pretty limited. Uh, I had to figure out, you know, how to make sure the podcast was out there on the different syndication platforms. Now, literally, with a few clicks, you can automatically record a podcast and syndicate it to every single podcast platform, like podcast apps, you know, all the podcast apps. And it will automatically uh, show, show up on Spotify. I mean it's all at your fingertips so it, i think it's super exciting like what anchor and spotify are doing uh, because you can really build that relationship with your fan base in a much more personal level than just releasing music or even just you know being on social media and stuff yeah i think that it's a great suggestion and really the root of it is just be creative i guess is what we're really coming down to and saying like there's so much available to us as artists today that there wasn't even five, six years ago. And um, I think creativity is one of the things that's really going to help you stand out from other people is that the content, the music you're creating is great. You're finding creative ways to talk to people and generate content for them that other people aren't, you know, that's really going to help you stand out above above the rest. Cause what is it? 40 yeah. songs a day uploaded. To yeah. So it can't just be focusing just on creating music content, you know? Also, if you think about the music industry, let's say this is the box called music industry. Let's even go narrower and say, this is the Christian music industry. Mm -hmm. There is a very small percentage of artists and labels control this. You know, like they make most of the revenue from it. You know, they're the ones have, that have most of, you know, the share within this box. Or we could think of it, I like food, so we could think of it as pizza. <laughs> like if, this, if the music industry was pizza, like they have most of the slices. And indie artists have maybe like a quarter of one slice. Mm -hmm. What if you go, okay, I'm not even going to, try to fit in this box i'm going to start a new box and maybe it's smaller you know maybe it's like this small but you get to start whatever you want like you don't have to stick to this box over here you can start your own box and innovate 
and be different because I think that's what's gonna help you stand out, you know? If you do things that are different, because obviously streaming revenue isn't something that you should rely on for like a full-time income for, you know, most artists out there. So why not use it more as a discovery platform or as a platform to connect with fans and not worry about like, is this, you know, track if I release a spoken word track, is it really gonna get enough streams? Mm -hmm. If most of your songs aren't getting even a thousand streams, it really doesn't matter, you know? Uh, so I think the more you can um, engage with your fans, your you know Spotify followers in different ways and not just be stuck to this formula of like, I have to release a song, it has to be three minutes, you know, like all those things. I think that's what, um, a lot of hip hop artists do well is like, they're not trying to fit into this like a three minute formula. Some of them will release like a one minute track, you know, <laughs> and get tons of engagement and streams on it. Yeah. I think too, as we continue to live in the streaming era of music, um, just as an artist, and I'm like preaching to myself here as much as anything, but just trying to define success more as it relates to connecting with people versus streaming. And so even when you're writing music, like really thinking about what connects with me or with you as the artist and how, how that music can serve and add value to the community that you're, you know, kind of building around you versus writing and hoping that this gets a million streams, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I want to share real quick our three types of fans because, like, I think it's really important to keep yeah. spreading this message <laughs> and help artists to really think about the different types of fans. So the three types of fans that we really have come up with um, at Christian Music Marketing is, one, uh, the potential fan. And these are people you, you could consider, you know, in sales or whatever. These are the cold leads so these are people that are brand new to your stuff like they have no idea who you are there's that potential fan and then there's the passive fan so they might be the ones that maybe heard your song a playlist or they saw your instagram or something um and then there's the third type of fan which is what everybody wants and we call them the passionate fan so these are the diehard, you know, uh, super fans. They're going to buy all your merch, come to your show, shows. They're going to support you when you're doing a crowdfunding campaign. So if you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, like it's not the potential fan that's going to support that or even the passive fan. It's the passionate fan. So you want to really get to, you know, that passionate fan stage with everybody. So we want to encourage you to like think that way. Uh, how do you like help your fan, you know, the somebody that maybe has no clue who you are to get on this journey of being a potential fan to a passive fan to a passionate fan. Mm -hmm. So the three P's <laughs> of fans. Uh, I may write a book on this one day. <laughs> but for now, it will be a video. <laughs> yeah. But that's so good too, because then as an artist, you know, again, thinking about like myself as an artist, I should be thinking about what I'm creating for each of those groups, you know, like 
what what the passionate fans might be looking for from me is very different than what I should be catering to the potential fans for or pass it, you know, like making sure that you're telling your story as an artist. I know you say all the time that your uniqueness is, is everybody's greatest strength, you know, whatever it is that you bring to the table, that's unique and different. And so being able to share that with each, each one of those three types of fans is really, I think a good thing to think through everything that you do. 